This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 353 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Medicine. Medicine is what it is. Bonafide cure-all. The mind is a blackboard. And this is the eraser. Nice. Yeah. I'm not sure you know what that's from. Hmm. Dr. Sleep. Oh, I didn't see Dr. You Sleep. Haven't seen Dr. You yeah. haven't seen it yet? Huh. Oh. You gotta see it. I tried to talk about it last week a little bit, but we got off track with with Otter. But um, it's a damn good movie. Really? Yeah. That's like good. I, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, I mean, Hugh McGregor is very good in it, which you know you, yeah, you expect. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. But the overall story was really, really good. Like I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so so did Nancy. Like we like like two weeks later, we were just. We kind of talked about it for a minute, like we were just, you know. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Yeah, it really stuck out. That was a really good movie." Yeah. So I mean, it could, you know, it, it 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 you're waiting for them to get to the overlook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because you know it's going to happen, but like the rest of the story that they tell is like really, really good. Like it it, it was really well done. Hmm. Okay, I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah. So so first off, I'd like to thank our good friend. Tim, better known as Superfan Otter, mm-hmm. uh, for stepping in for you last week while you were uh, you were out of town, and uh, you did a fantastic job. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So how how are you, sir? Good. I wish I could say I'm rested, but I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm good. Had a good vacay. Went to some cool places. Yeah. And one was a retro arcade. Oh, wow. Down in downtown uh, yeah. Winston. Um, Salem. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, this whole new downtown thing they had going on like 10 years ago. You couldn't even get on there. Yeah. Um, just because of crime. and Yeah. They've cleaned house. and It's like Lawrenceville for like four blocks, maybe five. Yeah. And two streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just the main drag. Yeah. <clears throat> It's like two streets of just... Yeah. That's all it was. But they did have a retro arcade down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, you know, they asked me, and Nance asked me what I wanted to do, and I was like, you know, I'd like to play some pinball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just yeah. wanted to play some pinball. And so we hooked up into a, uh, this retro arcade uh, down in Winston. Uh, wish I could name, remember the damn name of it. But uh, they had just put a Dave and Buster's in in the mall. And yeah. she was like, well, what about Dave and Buster's? Is that a good place? I was like, nope, not a good place for what I want to do. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I kind of explained Dave and Buster's to her because she had never heard of it before. Um, so we went to this place. 
and uh man got a decent parking spot like right across the street from the place yeah uh went in there place was really clean yeah uh dark um long bar um beers were like two bucks yeah um cokes were free refills after you got one yeah and you know every machine there whether it was arcade or pinball had uh cup holders next to it oh okay um yeah, it was a really nice night. It was like 53 degrees, 54, yeah. you know. And, uh, but the games, this is what I was most impressed about, that is the, the games themselves mm-hmm. were in like really good condition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, I, this must have been someone's private collection that yeah. they sold or something. Right. Um, because it had all the original stuff. Right. Uh, he even had Arkanoid in there. Um, but it wasn't like overloaded. Yeah, the place was real clean and like there wasn't it wasn't overloaded and jam packed with games. Yeah, like it had a flow. It did have a flow. I mean, it had yeah. like uh, just to name a few: the original Space Invaders, uh, Pac Man, Miss Pac Man, um, Centipede, uh, Crystal Castle, yeah, uh, Mortal yeah. One and Two, Street Fighter One and Two. Um, Spy Hunter, Frogger, Burger Time, Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Those are just some of the... Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... But the Galaxian, of course. Defender. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm remember yeah. them as I'm going through. But um, just everything was in, like, pristine condition. Everything I played, the joystick was perfect. Yeah. Um, and the board was nice and clean. Yeah. It was, just, it was just a clean place. Now, you didn't pay... Like, the monetary thing was... You paid your, you know, you just paid by quarters. Yeah, it was just, it was a quarter. It wasn't yeah. like you paid by the hour, right? Um, but yeah, it wasn't too crowded, but yet it wasn't dead, right? And then they had a gamer night in the background. I never seen anything like it. I, I don't know if they were hooked up to Pokemon or what, but there mm-hmm. was like these mini TVs, and they were all hooked up to each other. Yeah, I don't know what was happening, right? But yeah. there was a lot of people. There was like ten people all plugged in. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. But of course, I went right to pinball, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, they had Flash Gordon, but it was Ooh. down. Oh. Yeah. Um, then they had a couple other ones, older ones. And then I was, of course, I'm looking for the newer games. They had a Star Wars game, like new, and it was digital. Yeah. And it was actually they had they had like a screen inside of the pinball machine. Ooh. Which was digital. Yeah. Like a TIE Fighter thing. Yeah. But I didn't like it. It didn't have a feel like it didn't yeah. it didn't flow like a normal pinball game. Yeah. Um I don't know why. I it felt a little bit bigger. Not right. that I was playing Conan or anything. Yeah. But uh You think maybe having the LED screen threw it off? Maybe. But it was a little bit wider and a little bit taller on the glass. Yeah. You know? Um but I did. I just couldn't get into the ramps, and like I couldn't. Yeah. It was really hard to figure out, believe it or not. Yeah. Because um, I'm. Tr- I was going to try to beat the game complete, not just crack it. Right. You know. Yeah. So right next to it was a, a pinball game called Metallica. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just found my home instantly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I didn't beat it. I came close. Yeah. I cracked it most every time, because I had a pocket full of quarters. Yeah, Nancy had quarters saved, and she was like, oh, "We'll just take these." And you know, they're running out of their quarters, and you know, I still got a pocket full of quarters because they keep cracking this machine. Yeah. 
<clears throat> it's a great pinball game. Okay. It's very interactive. Yeah. Uh, has all the music on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. It is. It's a great game. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like a, I mean, it's just phenomenal. It's yeah. like a master of puppets multiball. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. fucking sick. That is. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, I mean, from a pinball fan, yeah, I was, like, way in my element. Right. I played a game similar to that once. It was an Iron Maiden pinball game. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I was playing an Iron Maiden pinball game, and you actually got to pick your soundtrack oh, okay. before you even started the game. Yeah. So if you wanted to hear, I don't know, peace of mind, or, you know, yeah. whatever. Um. Yeah, you just yeah, and that's the that's your soundtrack for the entire time you're playing yeah. the game. It's fucking badass. Yeah, uh, that Iron Maiden pinball game was fun. That was one of the best games I've ever played. Um, but this Metallica game was pretty cool. Yeah, I, you couldn't choose, but I mean, you're playing pinball to creeping death for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I'm like, is there anything better? Yeah, yeah, you exactly. know. And there's like a bunch of, um. A lot of it was James, but there was, you know, there, the other guys would say shit too. Yeah. But if it, go to, it would go down like all the way to the left and you'd lose your ball. Yeah. James would be like, oh man. You know what I mean? And there was all kinds of shit like that through the whole game. So it was pretty badass. Was there a lot of, yeah. No, not really. Like, like I was waiting do, for you, it. You do something you get a James Hetfield, yeah. But it was definitely him. He was like, because yeah. he, he, he'd go, shoot the ball on the left ramp. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, oh, James, tell me more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, all into it, dude. I was like, I was into it, man. Like, completely head in, man. I was like, this is so wicked. Yeah. Ah, oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was a great, it was a great pinball game. There was a lot to do in the pinball game. Right. There was a lot of multi-balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was challenging. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. It was hard as hell, but it wasn't like super hard. I mean, you knew what you had to do. It's just if you had the time to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can yeah. survive long enough to get, you know what I mean? Like all the specials and try to light the board up, but I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I was I was like, I was on my third ball and I had like two more ramps to hit and I would have hit the last, the final. I don't know what they called it. It wasn't the final curtain or final call or yeah. something like that. And uh, that had been like the to yeah. beat the game. I mean, yeah. that's what you had to do. So yeah, it was a good game. So that was definitely cool. And I ate some good food down there, dude. Yeah, killer, killer, killer food. I had a killer pizza down there. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, because when I think of the South, the last thing I think of is pizza. Oh man, it was like holy hell! It was like this brick oven pizza. And it was mostly on. It was sort of like on flatbread, so the pizza came out square. Yeah. Um, I mean, they called it flatbread. It wasn't a thin crust, but it wasn't like crispy crackery. It was just, it was a good pizza. Yeah. And uh, I forget what they call it, some kind of meat madness or something mm-hmm. like that. That's what we got. And it was just, it was phenomenal pizza. Yeah. It was just, right. it was good pizza. And then I uh, ate at a pork barbecue place, which was pretty cool. That's more what I think of when I think of the South. <laughs> yeah, but it was Carolina barbecue. Where yeah. It was vinegar-based and um but the cold plate i mean like it was kind of cheaper like how they did things mm-hmm. but i got a plate of food literally i got a plate of food 
uh, for ten bucks. Yeah. And I mean, for ten bucks, I got you know you know football games, not professional, but high school games. They put the fries in the basket. Yeah. Okay, that was filled to the brim and overloaded with pork. Okay. Wow. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. And then like I got hush puppies. Yeah. That were freaking killer. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got slaw. I got something else too. But anyway, it was like this platter is what you got. Right. And they break these cheap styrofoam black plastic bowls out. Yeah. And then you could put the different sauces, their sauce, like in any of the bowls you wanted. So you right. had different, you could take your pork out and dip it and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, they give you a choice of like chopped pork. Mm-hmm. Um, chopped pork, shredded pork, or um, sliced and I got sliced because it was they they told me that it was the tenderest and they just kind of slice yeah. it right off the shoulder or whatever. Excuse me. Anyway, the cool part about it was number one, it was pretty cheap. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for that, what you're getting. Right. I mean, you you sound like you got a big ass plate. Full yeah, of it was fucking great. And they split theirs, and I got one on my own. Yeah. You know, but they also like they have their signature barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. which is they taste like Carolina barbecue sauce. Yeah. Then they had a mustard, which that was my favorite. Then they had like a thicker one. But uh, their thin, the thin vinegar-based barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you just yeah. squirt it on. Sort of like Arby sauce yeah. in, a, in a way. Yeah. Um, they brought out hot to the table in a bottle. Oh, wow. Which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. Like, it was like three times the size of a ketchup squirt bottle. It was yeah. like clear. Yeah. You know, so it was like, you know. And it was actually warm. They warm it. They keep it warm back there. Yeah. And they bring it out warm so you're not dipping your pork. Right. You know, in like yeah. cold sauce. It's actually yeah. a warm sauce. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, there was, I had some really freaking great food there. Yeah. And that was like... I don't, I don't think it was better than that pizza. Yeah. But it was pretty good. That pizza, I'm telling you, hands down, is one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life. Wow. In North Carolina. Yeah, I can't even. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Yeah, it's hard to believe because because like, I mean, I've had pizza in New York, I've had pizza here, I've been, you know what I mean? Like I've had pizza everywhere, big cities. Yeah, especially northern cities. Yeah, but this pizza was crushing. Yeah, like when I think of pizza, like the last place I think of is anywhere in the south. It had like five or six different meats on it. Yeah, and it just I don't know. It just you, you just ate this pizza, just melted in your fucking mouth. Yeah. Before I knew it, I had six in me, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Should I? Because we got an not an extra large. It was like you got either got a regular or a large. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess it's been it's been in business for like six or seven years. I mean, like they're going strong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like George was like, "Don't even look at anything else on the menu. We got to get pizza." I was like, "Yeah, all right. yeah, all right. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, Southerner. Yeah. No, I'm just, yeah. I love him." But I, it was Town, like, please. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> yeah. you're talking to a northern boy and pizza. Yeah, are, you know, it's hard to top our pizzas. Yeah, and I ate this pizza, and it was like the closest I can come to like how good I felt about the pizza was probably uh, Minius. Yeah. Okay. You know, Minius is good. Yeah. So it sounds like a. Uh 
a fun and tasty trip. It was. It was a great trip. Yeah. Uh, I was a little weirded out about flying. Yeah. I, I was. I'm, I'm just being completely honest with you. Is it the coronavirus? Yes. Okay. It, it is. I, I, I know the media has hyped this up. But, uh, you know, this, this virus leaves lesions on your lungs. This isn't right. like the flu. I right. mean, it is like the flu. Right. But it's a little bit different. But when you start seeing people in masks, you know, it felt like I was in Tokyo. <laughs> so I'm flying. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going. I, I don't know. I just had this feeling when I was in there. I, you know, I'm a germaphobe anyway. Right. I mean, so, all it takes is one person coughing, and you're like, you know, all of a sudden, like, because I mean, it. Like the media has hyped it up, like you know, this is it. This is the end of times. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, ne- within a, a, a year, it's going to be like The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, that's how it's like. Like the media has hyped this up, and like to the point, like at my job, I've got people like calling in, like, "Can I stockpile a year's worth of medication?" Yeah. No, I. Yeah, get I'm like, it. yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You know. No, it's. But I'm a germaphobe anyway. So right. if someone coughs, I'm just like. Oh, yeah. I got. I can't handle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if they don't cover their mouth. Right. Just, just blatant. Yeah. I'm like, get out of my presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, anyway, but I had this feeling like no matter where I went in the airport, I just had this, you know, the old uh, private booth in the stripper bar attitude. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't touch anything. Hands up. Yeah. I, don't touch anything. Yeah. Not, not even yourself at this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, yeah. they're just jumping off the walls. The germs are jumping off the walls. And yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. just like, ugh. Yeah. I don't even want to sit down. Yeah. I walked forever. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. I, I wouldn't could, sit anywhere. Oh. You know what I mean? I, I, so, I've thought about it because like, I know what a germaphobe you are. And I thought, you know, putting Ian on an airplane during this crisis is is got to be the worst thing for him because all it's going to take is like, like a one person coughing and he's just going to be like hitting the buzzer for like you know hand sanitizer. Yeah, it was. <laughs> can, can they just can the pilot just eject my oxygen mask so I can just breathe that? Yeah, <laughs> you know? it freaked me out a little bit, but you know, it is. I don't know. I mean. I think it freaked me out more coming back than it did uh, going. Yeah. Because going, I went straight to straight to Charlotte, straight to my other gate, and got a flight from Charlotte to Greensboro. Right. Because Greensboro was my destination. Right. The problem I had all started when I left. Mm-hmm. So I get to Greensboro, and I have to check in. Mm-hmm. And I have to go down to the. <laughs> I mean, you could probably hear my voice when I said this, but they're like, "Okay, you're at gate 46." I'm like, "Okay, you know." So, travel to gate 46. I and it was like, "Where the?" I couldn't find 46. I was like, "Where the fuck is 46?" Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, "Where is 46?" And it was like I had to go downstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like you walk to your plane. Oh, it's like, okay. Yeah. And it's probably like a twin prop. No, it wasn't. But okay. I mean, it was a little one. It yeah. was like, I don't know what they call it. I think they call it the American Eagle or Eagle or something. Yeah. It's just a small plane of American Airlines. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Well, it's like a commuter jet. This isn't because you're just going from Charlotte to Greensboro. Right? No, no I'm talking I'm, that on the way home. On the way this home. was the Greensboro. That I, I was flying from Greensboro home. Oh, okay. And I had to go on this little thing, and I'm like, oh, we're downstairs. It was dirty. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't want to sit down, but like, well, all of a sudden they go, uh, yeah, uh, the current the current plane we have out there, uh, it, it was a uh, flight to Charlotte's been canceled. And that wasn't me. Yeah. Um, but it was the flight that had come in. I was like, yeah. well, why did they cancel it? Yeah. And then you have all these people upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they got to catch, they got to figure out how they get how to get to Charlotte. Right. You know what I mean? And again, this is probably like a big commuter flight, too. This was their connecting flight. Right. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's happening right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there, sitting there. Time's going by. Time's going by. And I get this text. Your 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 plane's been delayed by 40 minutes. I'm like, well, I got another connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got a real plane to catch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And like... I got to fly then connect, and you'll never guess where I fl- had to fly into to connect my to get connection from there to Pittsburgh. I had to go to Reagan. Okay, yeah, in so DC, you, DC, yeah, which did not make me happy. Oh, I'm sure because that, that's a it's much a hub. More, yeah, it's a I hub. I mean, it's that, it's one of the DC airports that you know, right? And more importantly, that, that they get a much more international travel. Yes, of course they yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So now, I mean, I looked down the hallway, you know, and I was yeah. like, where are the international flights at? There better be people in hazmat suits. Yeah. I'm yeah. fucking going. I'm not stepping over that line. Yeah. You know? All of a sudden, now Ian's germaphobe yeah. radar is like on full <laughs> yeah. alert. I was like, where are the lasers at? Kill these people. No, I was just like, <laughs> I wasn't having it, dude. I could not. I just couldn't deal it. So I got into Reagan. How many of you people are on a travel ban? Yeah. Well, it's like flying to Charlotte and then Greensboro. It's all kind of not even. Well, Charlotte's pretty international too, but even Greensboro, it's kind of local, local. You know what I mean? Yeah. I go into Reagan, man. It's like the United Nations. I mean, like yeah. everybody's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And like half the people are wearing masks, and I'm like, why are you wearing a mask? Yeah. Does that mean you have it? Because I mean, like, what people don't understand is like. Wearing a mask is good if you're you are sick. Yeah. Right? Because it protects people from you. Yeah. But those masks don't protect you from the sickness itself. Right. They're not respirator masks. Yeah. Things can get in those masks. They're not those masks weren't built. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To protect you. I mean they do, but not in a airborne sickness like that right do you know what i mean those masks are built for you to protect everybody else yeah it's coughing out it protects more than what's coming seeping in through the mat right Uh, so yeah i was a little freaked out (laughs) just a little bit Uh, so then i got home and then i had to pull an all-nighter up at the house yeah you talk about exhaust oh i'll bet i'll bet yeah and then i hit you know i left 55 and it rained down there for a couple of days, but it was still around, you know, 55 degrees. Yeah. I get home. It's fucking torrential rain. This was on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. It's like this fucking torrential rain. I have bad night blindness. Yeah. And I got in at like 4.30. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I went to Ikea. Yeah. I did. The, I didn't fucking, fight that traffic. I went to Ikea. Got some huh. meatballs. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> shopped a little bit, yeah. waited till about seven to head home, and I still had trouble getting home. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because it was still pouring sheets of rain. It was, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is a nightmare. But, uh, yeah. And then I parked in the wrong lot. I didn't even tell you that. No. I know my story is so, my story's so interesting, but... I wanted long-term parking. Yeah. yeah I parked sure. and extended. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I would... And I was late. Yeah. Getting there. Seriously, I yeah. was late. I mean, like, I was, like, really pushing the 45-minute window. And I still yeah. had to e-check in and then stand in line. Yeah. And uh, they were boarding as I made it to the gate. Oh, my. Yeah. And so I parked in extended parking, which mm. is way... <laughs> Yeah. Like tumbleweed shit. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, where's the goddamn shuttle? There has to be a shuttle. There's no shuttles. I I, I, I didn't see a shuttle. I'm no. like panicking. Yeah, you're like a half mile away from the airport. Yeah, and yeah. I walked that fucking half mile. Oh. I'm like trucking it. Yeah. Just to get to the, Yeah. you know. I mean, I made it there, but it was just like, man, I was hoofing it. I'll bet. And they were like, the guy was like. On the way back, because I was like, I'm taking a shuttle back. I don't care where he drops me off, as long as it's close, you know? Yeah. He was like, what? what's your number? I was like, 15,000? I was like, oh, yeah, you're way out there. I'm like, I know. I <laughs> yeah. walked the <this> shit. <laughs> the first day. I am. I was hoofing it, man. Anyway, that was my uh, travel experience. I mean, I, I, you know I travel. Yeah. But this was a, definitely a wild, wild experience. But I was nervous about that disease oh i can imagine that cold yeah that flu i was i don't know you just start watching people yeah it's sort of like that you know that scene in uh i'm waiting for it you know that scene in uh resident evil the girl with the umbrella yeah yeah you know just waiting for it yeah yeah i get what you're saying yeah yeah because i believe that's how the world's gonna end the old, the old umbrella corporation's gonna bring us all down it's gonna be it's gonna be a viral sickness. Yeah, it's gonna be unstoppable. Biological warfare. <laughs> so, a couple of wackadoo stories I, I gotta discuss that, like, are I, I mean they're they're wackadoo, but they're like this isn't even like the fringe of society. This is like upfront pop culture, and the first one is. You know, last Saturday, we were treated um, to one of the most anticipated heavyweight boxing matches in forever. Really? Deontay Wilder versus um, Tyson Fury 2. Yeah? Yeah, because the first one was a classic. It went, it went the distance. Yeah. And Fury won in a split decision. It was very controversial. Mm. So here we got, two years later, we finally get the rematch between these two. And... Tyson Fury lost in the seventh round. Really? TKO. Wow. Yeah. They threw in the towel on him. Really? Yeah. Something I only thought happened in wrestling. (laughs) No, it happens. Yeah, it does. I know. But, yeah, they threw in the towel. Like, his corner man threw in the towel. Oh, he must have gotten the shit pummeled out of him. He he was in a bad way. Uh, Like, I, I didn't watch the fight, obviously, but, like, from what I've seen, like, from the highlights and stuff... He was in a bad way. Like, yeah. Throwing in a towel was the right thing to do. He wasn't defending himself well. Okay. You know, so it was the right thing to do. I mean, you know, but so Deontay Wilder, when he comes to the ring, let me, let me, this is what he was wearing. Okay. <laughs> it's badass, dude. It's badass. It weighs 40 pounds. 
Okay. Okay. But he walked to the ring in this getup. Okay. And it's it's like it's like some sort of like like the only way I can describe it, it, it looks like something that like a bad cosplayer would wear. Yeah, yeah. Like to like like I just made this myself because it looks cool and I like it. You know, mm-hmm. like so. And it's got a crown, and like the eyes are all lit up with LED lights and shit. Like, you know, but he's got this forty-pound getup. He walked to the ring in, <laughs> and he has to have somebody take it off of him. And he blames the loss on the gear. Oh shit! He said the forty pounds and the walk to the ring just blew out his legs, so he didn't have any legs under him after the third round. Whatever. Like. That don't wear the shit. Yeah. How can you use that as an excuse? Like, Mike Tyson came to the ring wearing a towel over his head. <laughs> Remember that? Oh. That was it. Like, that's all he needed. You know, you don't need to be look like something from, like, a, a bad Lord of the Rings cosplay. Yeah. Like, just come to the ring with a fucking towel over your head. Yeah. Ready to... Because, I mean, Deontay Wilder's a bad man. Yeah. You know, he he is the hardest puncher that they have seen in a very, very long time. Probably since Tyson. Okay. You know, and like in the first match against, um, against, uh, I can't think of his name now. What the fuck? Tyson Fury. Uh The first match against Fury, Wilder knocked him down several times, but Fury got right back up. You know, it was like, it was just, you hit so hard, you just can't help but fall down. It didn't hurt him, but it knocked him down because the punch had so much force behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He jumped right back up every time. But still, that just tells you how, how much of a bad man Tyson Fury is, too, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. But Deontay Wilder, like, so you come to the ring in this 40 pounds of gear, and now you like, the one thing that you have going for you, your power, which is generated from your legs up, you've just screwed yourself out of after three rounds? Yeah. You know, in a, against a guy you went the distance with against the last time. Why are you wearing this shit? Yeah. And he said, well, I wanted to celebrate Black History Month. What does this have to do with Black History? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a medieval. Yeah. I don't know. This looks more European than anything. I, You know, but that's what he said. <laughs> it's just like, holy shit, man. Like, just say you got beat. Just, I would, I'll respect that more. If you just say, you know what? That night, wasn't I got my day. Yeah. <laughs> Give credit to the your yeah. opponent. Yeah. You're going to have a third match. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the most hotly anticipated Fury match. Fury, good boxer? Yeah. The Gypsy Kid. Okay. Oh, oh. oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Gypsy Kid. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, these are two, two of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best. Fury yeah. is good. And, I mean, and he's gotten himself, like, in the first match, like, he, he was very roly-poly. He's gotten himself back into shape. Yeah, yeah. And after, like, he took, he, he was away from boxing because he got hooked on yeah. some, some drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was in a bad way. But he's come back, like, in the last match, he was kind of roly-poly. Uh-huh. He's gotten himself into shape. But still went the distance. But still went the distance, yeah. So, I mean, like, even though he was kind of like, you know, Kind of blubbery. He's still like you know, went there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, now he's in shape. And because they say he's got a, uh, from what I've read and seen the whatever, he's got a great jaw. 
Yeah. Like, well, he could take a hit. I mean, that's what he did. Yeah. In, in that first fight, he got knocked out, I think, three times. Yeah. But everybody I talked to, like, or I've heard talk about this, they said if you take away the knockdowns, Fury wins that fight. Yeah. The only reason he lost, and it was in a split decision, was because of the knockdowns. Yeah. But if you look at the knockdowns, the knockdowns never hurt him. It's just Fury, um, Wilder has such a powerful blow, you can't help. It's a, it's like, you know. Hammer. It's a hammer, and you just can't help but fall down. Like I mean, it's just that powerful. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't hurt him. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, it's like one of those weird things of, like, it was a split decision, and now you have this, you know, so you, you you've got you got to have it. And it was written in that they're gonna there's gonna be a third match in the contract. Yeah. So it's like this. this I mean, if I'm the only one, I'm coming down wearing a towel over my head. That's it. <laughs> like just 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 go the full Tyson black trunks, towel over your head, play some NWA over the loudspeaker, and come to the ring. Yeah, man, was Tyson good though. I love watching those, those, um, you know, those yeah. YouTube down the rabbit hole things. Yeah. I mean, some were questionable. You know what I mean? Like, it's I don't think they took, Yeah, but, man, his punch. Oh, yeah. Especially when they slow it down. Oh, my God. It just destroys their head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just unbelievable to me. Like... I think that's the thing I like about. I think that's the thing, one thing I like about boxing so much is when you get a good puncher in there. Yeah. And they uh, they get them on the ropes, dude. And they, like it's like their body, it's like their mind leaves their body. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Right. Like you're getting hit so hard and getting abused that bad that you can't even walk. Yeah. I mean, when they get the jello legs and their yeah. heads like. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's unbelievable to me. I think, I, you know, and I've had a couple friends ask me, I was like, why didn't you ever get into, um, like... Um, MMA and UFC. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's the whole... I don't know. I think I just love the art of boxing on the basics of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, once they get on the ground, it just bores the shit out of me. Yeah. It does. I mean, like... You know, they're like, it's, the same, it's the same reason I can't watch, like, you know, Olympic wrestling. Okay, I get it. You know, I, I, that's the same thing. I mean, like, it's not, it, I have nothing but the utmost respect for, like, their skills, but you're right. Like, once they're on the ground, it's like, you know, it's not that interesting. Yeah. I, like, and I know guys who, like, love that shit, you know, they're, they're like, all in on it, but, like, to me, like, I'll, I'll take the sweet science any day of the week. Yeah, I know. You know. And so, in the boxing room, I like, I don't know, I just like it. I I think there's, is, are there lulls in boxing? Yes, especially heavyweight boxing. Yeah. Um, where they're just like, you know, yeah. pretty much hugging each other. Right. You know, but. Yeah, ninth round, they're just holding each other up sometimes. Correct. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but with boxing itself, it's just, I just, I, I wait for that, yeah. for those hits. It's like you're waiting round after round after round, and all of a sudden, like fifth round, the guy gets a rocket yeah. in the face, yeah. and he's hurt. Yeah. And you're like, oh, 
and it's like you feel that adrenaline and you're yeah. like go get him and if you're if you're rooting for him you're like go yeah. get him and then if you're not you're like stay away just run out yeah. the round you know yeah. what i mean so I mean, like, there's that, there's like, that, especially in the upper class. Like, if you're talking like the lower class, you never see that shit. No, you don't because they, they just, just not, they just can't generate the power. It's like the mighty mites. I yeah, mean, they just you're, you're watching those guys strictly for the science of boxing. Correct. But when you like when you're watching like the the cruiser weights or the heavyweights, like those guys who can like they they deliver that blow, and you can just watch a guy like and you can just see like oh shit, he's in trouble now. Correct. You know? And when he is in trouble, and that bell rings, and he's sitting. Yeah. And that other guy's in the corner, like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you're waiting for that. It's like, it's like almost like, and this is probably a bad it, scenario. It's almost lot. like, like, um, in Braveheart, when they were yeah. like meeting in that clash in the middle. That's yeah. what you want to see, right? Yeah. You want to see that clash. <laughs> you want to see him go after him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just waiting to take him out. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, like, I, I guess that's what I like about boxing. Yeah. I just don't like. What I don't like about boxing is how corru- fucking corrupt it yes, is. Yes, that's the problem. It's like, do you know what I mean? It's so fucking bad. It is, and, and especially when you start watching these off matches. Yeah, like not off matches, but <clears throat> like Friday night fights or something like that. Yeah. When, when it's like from like the Johnstown Casino and shit. yeah, or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, and, and you're, you're like, like mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like that dude. That guy won that match, man. Yeah. I was like, and, and like, and that's what pisses me off every time. I'll get into yeah. boxing again. Like, I, you know me. I yeah. get into it in spurts, right? Yeah. So I'll go through this thing, and it drives them crazy a little bit, too, because I, lo- I just love boxing. Yeah. So I'll watch it for a while, and I'm watching these big fights, and I was like, oh, I got to find some boxing tonight. And, yeah. You know, it's at the VFW in Clareton. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching it because yeah. I'm fucking hooked on boxing, and they come out, you know. One guy destroys the other guy. I mean, the guy could barely lock in. Split decision. Winner! And I'm like, what? That guy can't even see out of his left eye. He's been knocked down four times. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, it's a Golden Boy production. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not looking for a Balboa story or anything, but I mean, like, that guy won the match. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's missing an arm. Still won the match. Yeah. That guy needs to win. Uh, and so, and when I see a match like that, I get so pissed yeah. and like disgruntled about the whole boxing thing yeah. that I'll give it up for like a year and a half. Yeah. I, I, I won't go back to it. Yeah. Because it's so crooked. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, something will creep in. Yeah. Some new guy will come in. He's just a bruiser. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to watch this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then it gets ruined for you somehow again. Yep. Six months in. Yeah. You know. VFW and Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Big time heavyweight boxing at the VFW and Baldwin. Yeah. I went to a boxing match in... Um, where were they having it at? Is it the Palace Inn? Oh, I can see that, yeah. The Palace Inn held, like, did shit like that all the time, back in the day. Yeah, was it the Palace Inn? Yeah. This big place. I, not big, it was just like in their banquet room. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like they set up a ring and everything. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The, I mean, that's the only... To tell you the truth, that is the only... Um, boxing match I've ever been to. Was it the Palace Inn or wherever I was? Yeah. 
And it was just, it was nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, a bunch of local yeah. potato cans. But yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything huge. I would love to, I mean, that's that's kind of on the bucket list. I would I would love to go to a boxing match. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, like a big time boxing match. Like a big card with three fighters. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to go just, and have good seats too. I, I don't want to be in peanut heaven. I want to be actually, because I like watching boxing. Yeah. I mean, I like watching the move. I like the footwork. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I like to be able to see the uppercut. I mean, so stuff like that or the surprise left or right hand. So I'd want to be closer, you know. That's part of the problem, like like the fall of Atlantic City. Yeah. You know, like Atlantic City used to host big-time boxing matches Mm -hmm. all the time. You know, they, they rivaled Vegas and, you know. The biggest matches went to Vegas, but you'd get a lot of big cards in, in, in Atlantic City. City. And like so that would be someplace you could go to like relatively easily. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't cost you a ton of money, but since like the fall of Atlantic City, which I, I maybe a lot of people don't know, I mean, you know, just I mean that used to be like Vegas East. Yeah, it was. Atlantic City was Vegas East. Yeah. And now it's like like nobody talks about going to Atlantic City ever, ever. No. <laughs> you know, like all those casinos just shut the fuck down. Yeah. How does a shame. casino shut the fuck down? I don't know. You know, it's just ridiculous. I didn't even go to Vegas to see a fight. Yo, I mean, I'd love to. Probably I'd... cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> the flights. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, especially now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're. I, I would love to see uh, like a big time boxing event in Vegas. That would be amazing. You know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You see all this. Like you've seen. You've seen boxing movies and documentaries over the years. Yeah. I always. I don't know. I just always. And, and I wouldn't do this in a boxing match now. But I mean. I always wanted to be. Smoking a stogie. Smoking a stogie <laughs> in the fucking suit. And yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Newspaper in the front row to get the. Stop the blood. <laughs> or the sweat. You know where else would be great? And, I mean, unfortunately, again, they don't ho- host big-time matches like this anymore. But Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's the mecca. You know, that's a shame. I don't, do they They still host boxing matches there. They, they host boxing them. matches, yes, but not like... You know, they're not going to attract... Not mega cards? Not mega cards, no. Like, that That just all goes to Vegas now. That's a shame. It is. It really is. Because that'd be cool to see it in Madison Square. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. That's the thing. Like, you would think, like... like I get Vegas. It makes sense and everything about it. But, like, the history of New York and Madison Square Garden would is so huge that you would think, like, boxing would still be a thing that would go there, like, at least with, like, one big card a year. Yeah, you would think. But it all goes to Vegas. That's the thing is I don't want to go to Vegas and watch the match on a jumbo screen. Yeah. I mean, I can do that at home. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to actually... Yeah. Be there, yeah. You know what I mean. I don't know. I always say that about like, like you know, people go to like these football games. Like, it seats a hundred thousand people. I'm in the very last row. Are you really watching the game? Yeah. No, you're not. You're not. I mean, you're too far away at that point. Yeah. You know. That's when I go. I mean, like, I can see the whole field. Yeah. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can see the plays develop. But like, I don't want to go to Jerry's World and watch the game on that massive. TV stream in the middle of the, of the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to watch the game on the field. 
you know, but you, you're going to reach a point where you just you're too high up. Sometimes you still get mesmerized by that jumbotron. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but I mean, you're like, why am I watching this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But I, I think what happens is like I always watch, I always watch the uh, big screen for the replays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, then I just kind of stay there. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's so easy to do. Like 10 minutes in, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're a little live game and you're watching the goddamn thing. Yeah. You've been there with Pitt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of big stadiums, um, Garth Brooks. Okay. Now, we don't get political on this show. Ever. Very, very rarely, if ever. But, so Garth Brooks was um, in Detroit this past week. All right. And, you know, Ford Field, sell out crowds. And he, there's a picture on his Instagram of him going to the stage. Cowboy hat. And he's wearing this jersey. I'm just going to show you the picture. Okay. Okay. Now, I know what that is. I'm pretty sure you know what that is. Of course I know what that is. Okay. <laughs> but apparently... Many Trump supporters do not. Garth Brooks was wearing a Barry Sanders Lions jersey. Yeah. It says Sanders on the back and Barry's number, number 20. Mm. Trump supporters mistook this for a Bernie Sanders shirt. And tweeted about how disappointed they were in Garth Brooks. Oh, you're kidding me. No, because let's face it, Garth Brooks is a country star. Now, while Garth Brooks himself I, has never really given any political leanings or supported any political candidate outright, you know, we all know that country fans tend to lean right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they all do, but it's a tendency. That's just a fact of life. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. You know, but so here, here are all these country fans, these, these Garth Brooks fans. Who also happen to be Trump supporters, disappointed that he has come out as a Bernie Sanders supporter. Idiots, fools, man. I, it's like, I, like for if you just looked at that picture quickly, I could almost get it because it says Sanders twenty. It's the year twenty twenty. I get it. I can almost say, I can see how you can make that mistake. But maybe if you did some quick research. Right. Like you can figure this out relatively f- quickly if you know what you're looking for and, and talking Especially about. Especially because didn't Sanders go to Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I, 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 but like Garth Brooks will do this. He, you know, he will wear a jersey or or a shirt for a local home, for one of your local teams when he goes out on stage. You know, he 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 plays it up to the crowd like this. This isn't something new. He did it in Pittsburgh. Yeah, even though, I mean, he is—he has stated that he is a, a very big Pittsburgh Steeler fan, but at the same time, like I don't blame him for going out on stage wearing a Barry Sanders jersey. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, you, you want to get a cheap pop? That's how you do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You, know? <laughs> you don't want to wear any, any, a jersey from anybody in the current team. No. Yeah, you know, I don't see you running out there wearing a Matthew Stafford jersey. <laughs> but I think he watches football. He does. He's a big football fan. Yeah, so he's a very aware, yeah. uh, aware of Barry Sanders. Yeah, very, very much so. Like, yeah, like he's like a little bit older than us, I think. Yeah, I mean, like if you look at when, like, when Friends in Low Places came out, I mean, he was 
that was like 92, 93 or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like I mean, you know, so he's like he's not that much older than us. I bet he's probably early fifties. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. he's what yeah. I'm saying is, yeah, he's watched the same as what yeah. we watch. Generation generationally, he's in the same same rowboat as us. Correct. You know, so he yeah he watched Barry Sanders play. Football. He knows Jordan. He knows Barry Sanders. He knows the yeah. greats of the art. Yeah. Our time. Yeah, I'm sure when he plays Chicago, he goes out to Peyton. I uh, um, not Peyton Manning. Um, Jim McMahon. Wal- Walter Payton. Uh, <laughs> I'd wear a Jim McMahon. Jersey, I know, but a Walter Payton jersey. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure that's what he. I mean, I'm sure that's what the guy does. You know, I like that jersey. By it, the way, it's a smooth looking jersey. You're right. Like, it is, yeah. dude. That's like, that's a really nice jersey. Yeah, I'd like to have that jersey. Because you know I'm a Sanders fan. Oh but yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm a Barry Sanders fan too. So like, but it's just it's funny to me like 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 all of a sudden like <laughs> it had to be explained to people, and I still don't think they get it. Like I think they were just like, no 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 no, he's he's supporting Bernie, Bernie Sanders. It's like really that's the culture we're in, dude. I know. It's just it's so funny to me like that people turned like that like like it's a snap of a finger. All it took was one photo for people to be like fuck Garth Brooks. Right, right. Fuck him. Re- re- supporting Bernie Sanders. I'll never listen to your shit again, my friend. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's the way they're gonna be. That, that's how they were. Yeah, like these tweets were like, you know, fuck Garth Brooks. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> right. Like unfucking believable. Well, it just tell, but you know, the sad thing is that's what's turning on families and friends and everything like that. Right. They're doing that to their own people. Yeah. And I find that actually more disturbing than actually with. With Garth Brooks, like they're not okay. Let's not get political. Yeah, but like I, I'll like, end it. Yeah, like, it was just it's it's funny to me because like I, I feel like you know, if if he had somehow like worn like it, it would be the equivalent of like Bono, like showing up in in like a a Trump jersey, <laughs> right? Like some like some like some soccer player or something that was named Trump who wore number twenty and people were just like fuck Bono, right? Like <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I get it. Yeah, so like it just it, but it was it it surprised me like how quickly. I, I, I guess is the thing. It surprised me how quickly people were just like fuck this guy then. Yeah. Like you didn't take a second to like look into it. Right. To see what was going on. Like you just assumed right away, like in the blink of an eye, and like and it immediately like decided like you had to tweet your feelings about this, which was fuck this guy. Yeah, it's idiotic. And like to me, like and to me, like the funny, the funniest thing about it is like there are so many famous people who I can disagree with politically, who are very vocal about it. And yet, I will still watch their pictures. I will still listen to their music. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, to me, it's like, I don't give a fuck what your political leanings are. Do you entertain me? Right. <laughs> like know? Tom Cruise with Scientology. Yeah. That's fucking batshit crazy yeah. shit. Like, I don't, That's like, I don't even know. I can't even... <laughs> yeah. Like, I, Tom Cruise is an awful human being, but he makes... <laughs> Wonderful movies. He does. He does. So I. Ha- it's like Travolta. I watch yeah. anything Travolta's in. Me too. I don't too. care how bad this shit. Well, yeah. except Battlefield. 
Earth. Battlefield Earth. <laughs> that was yeah. rough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. like, I certainly hope, like, doing <sighs> Battlefield Earth got him some level of, like, high exaltedness within Scientology. Right. Because, man, he earned it if that's the case. Well, Lisa was saying the other night that, like, you know, the shift has gone out of, like, Travolta and Cruz, and it's turned into that new girl. Oh, my God. I wish I could name the series that she's in. What, Elizabeth Moss? Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's the, the woman. The one from The Handmaiden's Tale? Yes, correct. Yeah. It's kind of now switched to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, she's like the poster girl for Scientology. Correct. Which is a shame, because I think she's hot as fuck. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, I, I'll admit it. Like, I'd, you know, I'd hit that in a heartbeat. Wow. <laughs> you know. Who's been drinking tonight? Not me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh. No, I get it. I, I just, um, I mean, that shit is crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Let's not get yeah. into religion either. Yeah, no, it's not. It's but, like, I mean, there's but, certain things we don't do. Yeah. That's but my, my point is, like, I don't care what way you lean, left, right, middle. I don't care how batshit crazy your religion is, as long as it's like, you know, you're not, like, sacrificing virgins to the devil. <laughs> you know, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, if, you, if you're entertaining, you're entertaining. No, no, that was Charlie Daniels. No, <laughs> you Charlie Daniels. Poor <laughs> Charlie Daniels. Yeah, he opens that mouth one too many times. Yeah, no, it's no, I get it. Yeah, so it just, it, I mean, and again, like, it just, it amazed me. Like, and that's the thing. Like, and I can't emphasize that enough. And I know I'm coming back to, it, but just how quickly they turned. Yeah, like just how quickly. Like, I've, like, it's like you know, I've been a. Uh, a, a Garth Brooks fan for over 30 years. Fuck him. Yeah. You know, I'm like, holy shit. It's like that on the other side, too, though. It is. You're right. I mean, you're right. The second I'm you... not defending. No. I'm just saying that on the other side, too, they're so quick to rush to everything as well. Oh, yeah. It's like... I don't know, man. I, I, I just want to, like... This is how I view it. And this is my last political statement for the night. Right. I view these kids in a sandbox, right? Mm-hmm. They're playing and playing in the sandbox, and then they start fighting. Da, 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 da. Right. I just feel like they need a fucking bucket of cold water thrown on both parties and be like, wake the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just wake the fuck up. Do yeah. something for the American people. Yeah. Not for your agenda. Yeah. All right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Bellamy. <laughs> 2020. No. <laughs> 28. Yeah. We need eight years to prepare. <laughs> I uh, got to pickle a little bit in my brew yeah. before I uh, run. So, I'm sure as you remember, the um, the halftime show at the Super Bowl, very controversial. Yeah. Has that been that long since we've talked? Well, I mean, we, we've talked. I mean, the Super Bowl's happened since then. Yeah, I had to have. But, like, I, I really didn't get into this because I didn't watch the halftime shit. Because so I, you did one with Nancy, and then you did one with... Did one with you. And then back to Tim. Yeah. And then, okay. Yeah. Since this, the Super Bowl was played, we have talked. Yeah, we have. Um, but like, I just didn't get into the halftime show because I thought, well, this is fucking stupid. But now i got to talk about it because the FCC got 1,300 complaints. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah. I mean, seriously? I thought the halftime show was actually okay. It wasn't great, but it now, wasn't bad. Now, I'm going to say this. 
based upon some private text messages you sent me, you are slightly skewed. Because you text Shakira is badass. Dude. I don't <laughs> care what anybody says on this goddamn earth. Yeah, your your love for Shakira and the way she can shake her ass <laughs> is a. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shakira. Yes, she is. Uh, she's up there. Yeah, you 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 expressed your um your your. She's unbelievable looking. I'm you, just saying for that woman's age. Because she's yeah. older too. She's yeah. not like twenty-two years old. Yeah, she. Well, she. She's forty-three. Yeah. And Jennifer Lopez is fifty. Yeah. Okay. And apparently there was a lot of rump shaking. Yeah, I wasn't even into the J Lo stuff. Yeah, I was the, just yeah, on the Shakira. There, there, there was a lot of pole dancing. Apparently, yes. Um, there was a lot of scantily cladness. But there was a lot of also ethnicity. Yes. And, and I think that's what people are missing. Right. Now. I mean, let, let's face facts. If this was a Brazilian children's show, that was tame. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, that that's, like, <laughs> in Brazil, the, the people would have been upset that it wasn't risque enough. Yeah. yeah you know, so. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, and I, I know I'm so biased on this, but I, I think Shakira's one. I, I think she's the baddest woman on the planet. Okay. The planet. Okay. I, th- I think she's... Uh, She's un- unreal. Yeah. And I know some people that feel like J-Lo's like that. Yeah. You know? But Shakira, to me, is like, man, that, that woman is beautiful. Well, <laughs> so out of these 1,300 complaints, apparently 140 of them came from the state of Texas. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Which they believed was not appropriate as far as the amount of skin Shakira and Lopez had shown and alleged the show is not 100% about sex was was 100% about sex and not even remotely family friendly. Uh, the complaints are in stark contrast to those of the 2019 Super Bowl performance when Maroon 5's Adam Levine was able to purposely remove his shirt and did much of the show with his bare torso exposed. Last year, only around 50 people filed complaints with the SEC about the remo- Maroon 5 frontman's shirtless performance, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Um... So, well, I mean, I, I will say this, but like, again, I would imagine, you know, while, yes, while I'm sure Adam Levine was shirtless and and whatnot, I don't think he, he, he was gyrating in any any provocative way. Either. No, but, I mean, but, um, you have but to I'm look not, at I'm this, too. Defending, I'm not defending anybody. Again, I didn't watch the show. I could care less about it. You have to look at this, too. J-Lo is always risque on her performances. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Just so, I mean, she always is. Yes. And so when people actually got to see Shakira do it, you know, I, I just, I, people need to get a fucking grip. Yeah. It's serious. I agree. Like, I, from what I saw of this. What do you expect them to come out dressed like some Utah Mormons? No, they're not going to fucking do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, they're not going to. I feel like you know what you're getting from this. Like, I knew. Like, when they announced it was Lopez and Shakira, I thought, okay, they're going to be wearing some sort of skimpy outfits. I'm sure. sure there's going to be a lot of Latin influence, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of ass shaking. Yeah. And that still wasn't enough to bring me in. I watched the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> you know? But, like... That is why you fail. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, to me, like... So, like, it just it makes me laugh. Like, if you knew what you were getting, like, it... it why would you, like, first off, like, I can't imagine, like, 
those people in Texas are fans anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, so why would you, like, if you're not, like, if it's just a matter of, like, well, we're just going to leave this on, like, go, go, go snack up. Yeah, like, snack up. Or, you know, or, like, do what I did and change the channel to something else that you will find entertaining. But instead, you chose to sit there and endure this and became upset when it didn't meet your high standard of what's family friendly. Correct. Now, the, the question I ask is now if they had done like a some sort of super stunt show where we got to see like Arnold Schwarzenegger mowing down 50 guys with a 50 caliber machine gun. Yeah. Would that have been family friendly? Correct. Yeah, I know, I get it. Yeah, that, that's, you know. And and what was what was the um, you know, it was from Texas most of them. And well, so 140 Okay. That, that was the one that was pointed out, so I guess they had the most. But, like, th- 1,300 complaints total, which I still think is very low. Right. But still, like, they, they think it's up from the 50 they got last year. I can guarantee you that wasn't from that wasn't from white men. That was from white women. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> not to get political. <laughs> wow. Hey, I, no. What I'm saying Taking is... Taking the uh, soccer mom the task. No, of course I am. Because it, I'm telling you, them dudes aren't going to look at that screen but, that's some badass shit right there. <laughs> Sinful, isn't it, honey? That's some good shit right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, excuse me, I need to go out to the garage for a second. <laughs> All right, I gotta get a beer. Yeah, I'll be right back. I gotta hit the special reserve. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, then... yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I thought they looked beautiful though. I mean, I mean, yeah. they look good. It was tasteful. Yeah. I, it was. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't like, you know. It wasn't like you saw Cooch. No, or it wasn't like you saw a Janet Jackson nibble flash. Yeah. Like something about Mary. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the thing. This, I think, is the most important thing. The NFL approved this. Right. Like, the NFL has to approve what the show is. So this had to have been performed for NFL executives and for them to give their stamp of approval to what was going on on the broadcast. Right. You know, they are trying very hard to avoid a repeat of the Janet 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 Jackson nipple situation. Right, right. You know, and so this is what they did. Like, you know, so any performance has to get NFL approval. So they approved this ahead of time. Like, I'm sure, like, it was on a soundstage and maybe they get the full effect, but... You knew what you were getting, so this had league approval. Right. That whereas this is tasteful enough that we can put this on TV for for our, our fans. Right. And, it, like... Well, you know, the thing about it, too, is you got U.S. It was a, it was, it was a United States pool as yeah. well as an inter- international pool. Right. Right, and but... What does the I, NFL do? But you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it was... All around, it was... Well, it's it's two things. I mean, it's, you, the game was played in Miami. Right. So you're trying to... so And you bring in somebody like Jennifer Lopez. I mean, the, the only other way you could have gotten more would have been if you had brought in Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not shaking their asses. Right. You know, so maybe that's what they should have done. But, like, you know... It, <laughs> Come on now. I mean, seriously. Think about all the Super Bowl performances that you've seen. Okay. And what stands out. Prince in the Rain of Miami. Of course. I one, mean, of, one of the best ever, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, that was 10 years ago. Incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. 
But really? Everybody else? Eh. Can you think of another one that you actually sat down and watched or you changed it to Puppy Bowl? Um, I remember when you two did it. Um, okay. In 2002, right, so that was right after 9 11, because I remember Bono opened the jack with the American flag right, inside right. of it. Okay. Um, when I think of, I think that was during Streets Have No Name. Okay. You know, so I mean, I remember that was, that was a really good one. Um, I remember the year Tom Petty did it. Okay. Um, the year Springsteen did it. All great artists. Yeah. I mean, the thing, but the, the thing is, though, these are the ones I remember because I sat down and watched them deliberately. Mm. I remember the Who. When they did it, and they were fucking awful. Uh-huh. Like, that was bad. Like, I was really disappointed in that one. Because it was like, okay, yeah, they're over the hill and need to stop performing. All right. So, put it this way. So, as long as we've been on this earth watching Super Bowls. Right. More bad than good. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that at all. Only because the majority of them I don't watch because it's performances I don't want to see. Yeah. Like, I'm... I'm I won't sit there and watch a uh, the Super Bowl show if it's somebody I don't like. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the, I think the only one I watched that I didn't like, I wasn't like a fan of, was the Justin Timberlake one, only because that was the year Prince died, and I wanted to see what they did because it was also in Minneapolis. Yeah. And I wanted to see what they were going to do as a tribute to Prince. Right. And they had the whole the the curtain hanging down, and the, they projected them up on the the, cur- yeah, like the yeah, white yeah, curtain. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really tastefully done, and I, I, he played like a a quick Prince song, and that was that. That's the only one I can say I watched where I was like, I'm not a fan of this artist, but I want to see what they do in this instance. Okay. Right. But otherwise, like, the only one I can say like I watched and was disappointed in was the year, like, it was like Aerosmith and Britney Spears, and Ugh. I think Justin Timberlake. That was fucking awful. Yeah, it was. And I like, remember that, too. And that was kind of like when I was like, yeah, I need to like maybe start drawing a line here. So, like, yeah, like, any other one, if it's somebody I don't like, I'm not going to bother watching it. Yeah. I hear you. But, like, for people, it's like this rite of passage where it's like, well, no matter who the Super Bowl show is, I'm watching. I'm all in. I'm like, why? Right. Like, what? Like, are you, are you that desperate to be, like, mad? Right. Right, right. You know? Boy, the game sucked. And why was Beyonce on stage? Well, I knew she was going to be there, too. You know what I was watching? The Puppy Bowl. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. All right, so move, moving on to the one. Let's see how much time. Yeah, we might we might get through this and one more story. But like one of the big nerdy stories that did come out this week. All right, Steven Spielberg is not directing Indiana Jones Five. I saw that. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? You know what I mean? Like yeah. And apparently, he's going to be a very hands-on producer, and they're talking that James Mangold. We'll, we'll direct Indy 5. Right. You know, and, I mean, this is the guy who just directed, you know, the Academy Award-nominated uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Um, but, like, to me, these Indiana Jones movies have always been a trio. George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and Harrison Ford. Right. Two of the three are now out. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe it's time to just put the franchise to bed. Yeah, Harrison Ford seems very. I mean, yeah, you're right. He's very spry for a 70 year no, old no, man. No. What I'm saying is, he he's very into doing this Indiana Jones. Yeah. You think they're going to kill Indy off? Well, I I think. Seriously. I, I don't know what they're going to do because it's like this weird thing of like. 
Like, what do you do with this? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm, you're at a point where you have to ask that question. Like, what are we really doing with this franchise? Yeah. And what year are we in? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are, are we, are we, like, are we in the 60s now? Yeah. You know? And it's just, it's this weird, like, but I, I, I think most important, because, like, I mean, like, it's like, I'd love another indie movie. Yeah. I'd love another good indie movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, for all of its faults, and it has a ton of them, I can still watch Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still find bits and pieces of that movie that I go, that's why I love Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Like, the the DNA is still in there. Right. And it's it, to me, it's, it's, just, it's becoming one of these things where it's like, what are we doing with this franchise? Like, what can you do with a 70-year-old man at this point? Right. In an action franchise. Right. You know, I mean, one of our complaints about Star Wars is we didn't want to see, like, you know, Harrison Ford, you know, walkering it around. Right. You know what I mean? We didn't want that. We didn't want Luke, you know, using a lightsaber walker. We didn't get that, though. No, we didn't. We didn't. But, you know, at the same time, like, I mean, you know, Harrison Ford was handled tastefully. Luke was handled tastefully. You know, I know there are going to be some complaints out there. But, I mean, you know, but from an action standpoint in an action franchise, you know, they did what they did. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I understand, you know, Mark Hamill did not, was not in that lightsaber fight scene. (laughs) You know, I get that. Right, right, right. Um, And the same thing, like, you know, I mean, Harrison did a good job with, you know, the limited action he saw in The Force Awakens. But, like, Indiana Jones hangs on his shoulders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's the action star. Right. And, like, even in Five, he was kind of like, you know, eh, I misjudged that one. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know, it was shit like that that, like, you appreciate because he was getting older. He couldn't do the shit he could do in 1942. Right, right. You know? So, like, it's – and for Spielberg to be like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm tapping. I'll be a hands-on producer, but, you know, I'm not going to direct this one. Like, <sighs> I wonder why. I don't know. That's like, the question, right? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just it's one of those things where, where you, you just – I get – if you're Lucasfilm, if you're Disney, you, you, you spend a lot of money to get this franchise from Paramount. Right. You know, and you want to do something with it. I get that. And it's tough to say, well, we need to just take it and reboot it and find a young actor who can be the next Indiana Jones. Right. You know, I, that's tough to do. It's very tough to do. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to sell. I think, but I we, think we're we, at a time. But I, we said the same thing about Solo, didn't we? Like, we thought, there is no way this kid could make me believe he's Harrison Ford. And, you know, after 15 minutes, I believed he was Harrison Ford. Right. I believed he was Han Solo. No, I, I get that. You know. It's just... Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think, it, it, I, I think it's a little bit different. It is. Because, I mean... I don't know. I, I think that's a little bit different, as far as as far as movie making goes. 
Right. Does that make sense? I, I mean, get, like, I know what you're saying. Solo it, is like he's part of that universe, but in Indiana, he is that universe. Yeah. I mean, that's a like you said. I mean, that's a really hard sell. Yeah. To find someone that's going to fill their shoes as Indiana Jones. Yeah. And I just don't think it's there. I just don't think that the. I think the older fan base is there. Right. But I don't think younger viewers would be into it as much as, say, we were. Do you know what I mean? Like, but, like, the funny thing is, like, the guys who you thought could do this, the guys who, I, who like, we, we talked about when this podcast first started and we talked about, like, well, wow, if Disney gets, a, gets Indiana Jones, what are they going to do with it, how they reboot it. I mean, the guys that we were banking about were Bradley Cooper and Chris Pratt. Both are getting older. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you know you you know that's the pro- that, that's becoming a problem now. Yeah. You know, like who do you like if you're going to reboot it? Who are you bringing in to be Indiana Jones? Yeah, you and know? it's almost like uh, to me, as much as I love Pratt, I think Cooper is the way to go. Yeah. So do I. Uh, I just think that I'm not saying Chris Pratt has. What's the word? Um, uh, I mean, Bradley Cooper comes closer to being able to being able to pull off Andy? the sar- the sarcasm of Indiana Jones. So do I. That look. Yeah. There, there, there are two things that work with Indiana Jones. One is his his, his wit and sarcasm. The second is there is a look to Indiana Jones. Right. And I think Bradley Cooper's closer to that than Chris Pratt is. Right. And that's no knock at Chris Pratt. I think he'd be a hell of a an action hero in this type of genre. Right. But it's just, I think, if you're talking about this particular character... Well, I mean, he's almost typecasted, right? I mean, and I hate to say that because I don't think Pratt is typecasted yet, but... Well, it goes back to that story a couple weeks ago. We talked about, like, does Marvel make movie stars or do they just make blockbuster movies? Right, exactly. But, I mean, like, if you look at Guardians... the beginning of Guardians is is very similar to yeah. the fucking beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. I mean, it's it's the same. It's almost the same. Yeah, yeah it's just he, you know, you spend the first five minutes of him singing a song. Correct. But it's in essence, it's yeah. the same. Yeah, the essence is the same. Yes. It's the same, and, yeah. and and it's not that he was copying. He's just going from what he knows. Right. James Gunn love affair with probably right. Indiana Jones. Right. Here's a great way to introduce his character as a as a a thief, Correct. so to speak. You know. Yeah. Stealing an archaeological Correct. artifact. You know. Yeah. I mean, it was Indiana Jones. Yeah, it I mean, was. and if, You're right. if it, uh, the old schoolers like us, we recognized it right away. Yeah. All it was missing was him like doing the chin rub. Correct. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, you know what it what was going on. Yeah, yeah. but you were like, "Man, it's in space. I'm good with it." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was good. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was well done. You know, all, you know. Yeah. Maybe James Gunn should be directing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seems to have more of a basis of the character than yeah. You know, the unknown. Right. So. Yeah. So I, I just I find this interesting. You know, and I'm sure there. I didn't go trolling for it. Me and Otter had an interesting conversation and in Stork about you know the trolls and right. Lucasfilm, but you know I didn't have to dig deep and you know that day, boy, there was a lot of 
this is all Kathleen Kennedy's fault. Yeah, I'm you know. sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Well, Spielberg still signed on. Yeah, but I mean, like, as a, as a, as a producer, like, and, like, I always felt, like, Lucas was the producer and Spielberg was the director. I always felt like they just, they co-directed those movies. All right. I really do, like, because Lucas was, as the producer, was on set every fucking day. Right. Like, you watch those making of documentaries, it may have been Spielberg saying action, but, like, Lucas was right there talking about shots and how they can edit it and, like, all this stuff, you know, that was Lucas, like, right there with them. Like, like, I always felt like these two guys co-directed these movies. Right. Even though, you know, only one got the credit. Right. You know, and, um... Yeah, I think it's. I th- I think the franchise suffers without them. I do too. I mean, I I think that. I mean, George Lucas wrote three phenomenal films and one meh one. What's that? Well, the one meh one. There's four movies. The one meh was Crystal Skull. The other three are phenomenal. Right. You know. And again, like you said, like I said, like I mean, there are moments in Crystal Skull where I like I love it. I, I love the the beginning of that movie. Yeah, it's so much fun. It made you remember why you love Indiana Jones. Correct. You know the the once they're in the boat going down the falls, that was very Indiana Jones. You know that there was some you know the moment where he comes out with the the rocket launcher and you know. <laughs> yeah. You might want to hold your ears. I mean, that was very indie. Like there are moments where I go, like, that's why I love Indiana Jones. And then there's the Ant Hill. Yeah. So like I feel nah. like I didn't mind the Ant Hill as much as I minded the fucking yeah. jungle vines. Yeah, the jungle vines too. Like, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. But but there were moments. And you know, actually later on in the film. He got back to Indiana Jones, too. Yeah. When they were trying to get in, the yeah. water, the fucking, yeah. you hold it, no. You yeah. know what I mean? That was all Indy. I mean, that was yeah. that was all Lucas. Yeah. So, like, I feel like if you're losing two key components to this. Yeah, how do you carry it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And it, it's, I mean, I'll still watch it, you know. You know, what I mean? you know You're just going to be right there. You know, the second that John Williams score hits off that, dun, 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 I'm like, yeah, fuck, I'm right there. You know? Yeah, I'm there, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, uh, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, just don't yeah. bring any aliens into it. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to bring into it. The 60s. Look, I don't care what it is in this. Like, the, the year doesn't, I don't care about it. It has, it's always to me, it's got it like, He's at his best when he's searching for a religious artifact. Right. Especially, like, you know, I mean, let's face it, I, mean, I love Temple of Doom. But Raiders, like, just the, using the, 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 the Christian, I hate to use the term, but I'll use the term, the Christian mythology. Right. With the the thing the, the things that are sacred. You, correct. You know, I think always work really well because... It's so steeped in Catholicism and the old world of Europe, and like, like, like I mean, you look at you look at Crusade and like you know everything that takes place and 
you know, in Venice and like all that, like it, it it's, it, it was like, um, what do you call it? The, um, John Hanks. Uh, yeah, the, the fucking movie with Hanks. Um, da Vinci Code da Vinci before Code. its time. Yeah, it, it was Da Vinci Code-esque. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, I mean, the, the, National Treasure. National Treasure, yeah. But, before it's time. Right. But like, it, 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 it can take this deep dive because it's so rich in mythology. You know, even like from the standpoint of like the Crusades and everything that was done with that. And, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, European history is ripe with this. Right, right. You know, and so you find a way to add that in and you, you create something very interesting. You know? Right. I mean, again, I, I loved the second movie, but. You know, I get it. It's, you know, yeah. It was about George Lucas's divorce. It <laughs> was, know. and it was missing something. Yeah, and you know, and it's the same thing with Crystal Skull. You know, it just it, it didn't have that like that rich history right involved with it. Raiders was so good though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. Yeah, I agree. Set scene. Yeah. Everything. Raiders was yeah. just a good movie. Out of the park movie. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do with that and where they go. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm just gonna hit you with this real quick and get your your quick thoughts. Okay. All right. So one one last quickie before we jump in the mailbag, and uh, that is Lucasfilm has announced what Project Luminous was. Okay. Now, I think it was Star Wars Celebration in in 2019. Project Luminous was announced. Okay. Okay. And it was just, all we're going to tell you is this is something we're working on. It's going to be huge. And um, it's one of the next big things in Star Wars. Okay. So, they announced what it is. And the the title is, is now Star Wars The High Republic. Okay. Okay. Now. That's based on a video game, right? No. Comic? No. Everybody assumed that the Knights of, it would be, like, the video game you're thinking of is called Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And this is something completely new. I mean, it, it's taking place 200 years before The Phantom Menace. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's all. Literature based. Okay. Now, I mean, the, the the assumption is this is opening the door for what will probably be the next movies. Okay. Where we're go where we're going as Star Wars fans. Okay. Um, so th- this is um essentially like what were the Jedi like two hundred years ago? Okay. Um. You know, there's a, and it's funny. It's like they're, they're basically being portrayed as like the knights of the round table. Okay. And like the the literature, like they even like the lightsabers. A lot of them have like a cross guard, but it's not like a like the Kylo Ren cross guard. It's like an actual cross guard on the the hilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, the and like the the, the bad guys. They say are, I, I can't remember what their names are, but they're, they're kind of Viking esque. Okay. You know, so it's like the knights of the round table against marauding Vikings. Yeah, okay. you know, and this is going to be the you know in in book form, Marvel Comics, 
they're talking about you know YA mo- novels, books for kids, where the, you know they're introducing all of these new Jedi and all of these these new heroes for us to follow and learn about all through like you know this medium. Okay. So I guess my question is like, is that a good idea? Should should the movies lead the way, or should should like other medium be used to kickstart something like this? I don't know. Uh, I guess it depends on your viewpoint. I mean, do you want to see something from the past, or do you want to see something for the future? Honestly. Well, I mean, like, it's a weird question because, like, I, the past is interesting. I, that's the fun thing about Star Wars. Right. The past is interesting. Right. You know, they're, you know the, the Jedi were around for a thousand generations, mm-hmm. you know. And so it, it, it's, it's an interesting idea to go back. Like, even to go back to the beginning would be fascinating to me. Like, who were the first Jedi? How was the dogma set up? How... how how did all of this come to be? How did you find that fucking tree? Like, right, all right, that right. stuff, oh, that would be fascinating to me. Okay. If you went back that far. Okay. I think you're going back 200 years. Okay, fine, cool. You can do things in a, in a different way. I, I, to me, the, the, the thing becomes... In an, in an era where everything is canon now. All right. Like everything. Yeah. You know, anything that they've printed, you know, since The Force Awakens is canon. Right. It's hard to say. It's hard. One, it's hard to keep up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to keep up with all of this shit. And, but two, it's also um, a weird way, in my opinion, to open that door. Right. Okay, I get that. Like, I get, like, I mean, there's a 30-year gap, again, between the four, you know, the Return of Jedi and the Force Awakens that, to me, still needs filled in. Okay. Now, you can tell me that that's been filled in through through books and, and whatnot, but, you know, I haven't read them. Right. You know, and so I, I need an explanation for what happened in that time period. You know, and then, like, also, I, I think what's interesting is going forward after the rise of Skywalker, you know, you, you have a a, uni- a galaxy without a government. Right. You know, it was wiped out in The Force Awakens. Right. You know, that's kind of hasn't been addressed since, you know. What 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 is the stance of, of the government at this point? Where is there a government, or are we just in pure chaos and the planets can rule themselves? Right. You know, it, it, there's so much weird history and political intrigue that you know Star Wars has to fill in, in my opinion. But then at, at the same time, like going backwards is interesting as well. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it's, I don't want to reach a point where we get a movie and it's like, fuck, I had to have read three books to get what's going on here. Okay, I get that. That's my problem. Yeah. And I hope that's not the case. You wouldn't just want to go to the movie and... Right. Let's start it here. Yeah. Yeah. 
because I, I, that, that, it just, it just, it concerns me because like, I, I don't want the book to me, like the books and the comic books should be filler, you know, but it shouldn't be the be on end all of what you need to figure out what the fuck is going on. And that's been Otter's complaint for quite some time. And I'm beginning to agree with them because I feel like there's some shit that between last Jedi and rise of Skywalker, I kind of probably should have known. Okay. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of stuff between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. I probably should have known. Right, right. You know, right. The, it's it's a very weird, like, and I get it, it's hard to do, but I need something. Like, I mean, very slowly that's being filled in. And like, you know, I, I'm hoping, like, Disney Plus helps fill that in a bit, too. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I think the problem with prequels is... You know the end result. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And so, you know the end result. Is it going to keep your interest? Well, I think, it, I think in this set of prequels, it, it, it does only because, like, the only thing you know is, like, the, the Republic is not going to fall. Right. The Jedi Order is not going to fall. But... You know, to me, you're now entering an area like with with these books they want to do. Anybody could die. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, it, it's not. This isn't like Anakin Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi, where you know, like, oh, I know at the end they're gonna fight each other. It's gonna be an epic duel, and one's gonna end up in some really badass black armor. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. It, you know, the, so you could lose somebody in this. Or, or a lot of people in this, and you know you're not tied down to you know what has to happen, right? You know what I mean? Like that, that's that was the beauty of Ahsoka Tano. Like I thought I knew what her fate was going to be, and I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought for sure, like because like when we came out, of, like when we when me and Nancy went to go see like that, they did the Clone Wars movie cartoon. Yeah. And you know, she was like, Oh, I love that Ahsoka Tono. She's so cute and just snips and sky guy. You know, she's like doing I'm like, you know she's going to die. Yeah. And then she's like, What? I'm like Order sixty six is coming. Yeah. At some point she's going to die. Yeah. If if not in Order sixty six, then beforehand. Because you never hear the name Ahsoka Tano. Right. She's not an important person. Well, Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm glad I'm wrong. Because, you, you know, Dave Filoni created this amazing character that over the years of the Clone Wars, you, you grew to love. And then when you get into Rebels, it's, you know, holy shit, this is so good. And, like, he, they did a great job with doing that. Right. And I'm glad they did that. But it was like, you know, that was somebody, like, I thought I knew their fate, and they completely threw me for a swerve. Yeah. You know, and I was like, it was a really well done swerve, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I think I think you could do it, and I think you could make the stakes high, because you and I don't have that emotional attachment to the characters. But also, too, we don't know what their real fate is. Right. Unlike we did in in, in the Star Wars prequels. Okay, I get that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's the Bartonial mailbag here. Right. There's only one one email, of course. 
Otter didn't write in because, you know, he was here last week. Sure. But we do have uh, our good friend, Superfan Thad, who always writes in. Thad writes in, Hello, my two favorite hosts who love to wrap their meat in cabbage. What? I don't like cabbage. I'm in Buffalo again this week for travel. I wanted to give you a little known fact. What is Buffalo known for? A bunch of stuff I don't want to talk about. And then he says, Buffalo is known for a large Polish population. What did you think of my Pol- Polish plate I sent you? Let me send, let me show you this picture. This is a, one of those rare pictures I can, I can share with people that Thad sends me. Look, look at that. That's a... Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Stuffed cabbage, broke potato pancake, and a lushki. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a Polish plate, my friend. Yeah. Um. I, I my reply to was, you know, I do not envy your toilet. Right. <laughs> you know. No, I know. Um. I sent this picture to Tim, and I quote, and I quote, that plate looks good, so good. If you wrap your pecker in it, I would eat it. Well, yuck. Yeah. I don't believe Tim said that. Not me either. Wow. Superfan Otter is the best replacement for your show. <laughs> he is your Artie to Ian being your Jackie the Joke Man. Wow. wow. That's that's harsh. Yeah. That is harsh. I mean, Tim did a good job, but that's harsh. <laughs> you, owe, you owe Ian an apology. <laughs> Just so Tim knows, he was number four. I was asked second... But I was told I could not wear a thong and garter, so I declined. Sean also asked Rick Seaback, but he was too busy talking to Albie Oxenrider. Nice. Well, I, I know you didn't listen to the show. No. Yeah. But um, apparently Rick has been blocked by Albie Oxenrider on Twitter. Oh, really? Blocked. And apparently he got into a, a large argument with uh, Rick Seaback on Twitter one time. Right. Yeah, like two of the nicest guys in the world. Yeah, <laughs> and he's pissing them off. <laughs> uh, love a good peach roth in the bathroom, especially the round ones. You get to piss and wave to the guy across from you. Okay. We were talking peach roths. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, and. You know, society's working at its best when, when there's a peach roth involved. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you just you get in, you get it done, you get out, next guy steps up. I mean, you know, and the water's flowing the entire time. Yeah. You know, I, I got no problem with a peach roth. <laughs> Me neither. You know? But, like, the wraparound ones where I can see my fellow man on the other side of it, uh, I don't need that. <laughs> wraparound? You never saw one of those? Uh-uh. Yeah, like, they, they used to, on a rare occasion, you'd find them where, like, it was like a circle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, wow. Or, or, like, it or like, like a rectangle, where, it was, like, you know, just, like, like a big one. Or, like, you just, like, it was two-sided. No. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I've never seen oh, that. Oh, I have. I've peed in a couple. <clears throat> but, I mean, that's the worst. Like, you know, you're standing there trying to evacuate and looking over and there's a guy also evacuating and you're just kind of, you know, eyes up. I've never seen that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, I've never seen that. Yeah. It would like, be like right in the middle of the, 
of the restroom, like, you know, just big-ass peach trough. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean, you said to Otter, did you get my pictures of the bat suit? Is that code for my balls wrapped in a giant eagle bag? Wow. Well, Thad, no, it is not. And a blue giant eagle bag could not hold my needy clankers. Wow. Yeah. Where can I buy that My Gooch candle? I love some pierogi butter. <laughs> I can't. Well, no, this this is easily explained. This was a, to- a, gym, uh, a joke Tim told. Okay. Okay. Where he said, you know, based upon, you know, the... Gwyneth Paltrow, um, it smells like my vagina candle. And then there was also some other, I can't remember who, um, Elijah Badu, I think. You know, she was putting out an incense that is apparently inspired by the smell of her vagina. Okay. Um, Tim bought a candle. Um, it's called My Gooch. Uh, it's a scent by Rick Seaback. Nice. <laughs> Let's just piss off this guy more. And the ingredients in the, this this fine candle included pierogi butter, potato patch gravy, Nick's Thai hot garlic, uh, DeLuca's pancake syrup, feathers from the pirate parrot, and my own mustache hair. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the most Pittsburgh joke you could possibly tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are like a grand total of three listeners that are getting this. <laughs> right. Wow. So, yeah, that, that was, um, and apparently it, it piqued Thad's interest. Um, okay, time to go. I have to get ready for my date with Platypus. Nah, we are going to the Beer Cheese Fest. Um, well, I hope you enjoy the Beer Cheese Fest. I'm going to tell you how Thad's going because it makes me sick. <laughs> so that's it. Anything you'd like to add to the show there, sir? No, son, I'm good. Okay. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. I can send us an email like these fine folks have. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And um, we're a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, or the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to enjoy our hijinks and shenanigans each and every week. We can't thank you enough for that. And Thank uh, you. Thank you. And I uh, hope you enjoy what you're hearing. <laughs> Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell two. Yeah. All right. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.